Welcome back to Desert Island Dictator. My guest this week is the fabulous Vix Layton. Um, Vix is the owner of the Comedy Arcade podcast. Um, she's a brand, really quite a new face on the comedy circuit too, and I think one of the bright lights. Um, she's certainly a, a personality, that, a real force of personality, absolutely cracking person. Um, we had a lovely time interviewing. I'm gonna just kick off i reckon i I, i'm not gonna say much more uh all i will do is just say why not like and subscribe subscribe (laughs) what the hell what a strange way to say the word subscribe 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 to my podcast you fucks subscribe please please subscribe please subscribe i'm poor and require sustenance and by sustenance i mean attention subscribe to my podcast you know or don't um but what i would appreciate is if you enjoy it, do do a little like, uh, do a little share of the episode on your, your social media, uh, and maybe give us a review. All those things really are the lifeblood of the podcast. Um, you can even contribute financially these days. Uh, and what that'll do is purchase microphones and that. Um, I don't know why you would at this stage. You know, it's just something people do. Later on, later on, I will monetize you. Uh, in some way, but uh, for now, just just enjoy. Anyway, coming up, Vix Layton. Desert Island Dictator. My guest this week is Vix Layton, who is a London Welsh comedian. Yeah, and that's host, right. Yep, yep, that's <laughs> right. And host of the Comedy Arcade podcast, which I recommend everyone listen to. Um, well, maybe maybe your best place to tell us about what your podcast is, rather than me just sort of like explain the episode I've. Well, I kind of, I kind of want to know your take on it now. Now you've passed the ball so quickly to me. <laughs> what I, do you think it's about? <laughs> I think it is a loosely themed ball of chaos. I think it is the like there is there is a structure to it. They abandon the structure pretty fast. Vix attempts often. to regret, regain control of the episode to varying degrees of success, but the important thing is it is very funny and. <laughs> It's a lot of laughs, yeah. very positive, good stuff to listen to, you know, when you're, you're getting through your job. It felt important to have some kind of structure because everybody, well, we went through an era, I think you were short, you were before the era where every comedian thought, oh, a podcast looks quite easy <laughs> yes. and fun. Let's start doing that. And um, so I listened to a lot of my mates just chatting. So like yep. half hour of my mates just chatting to each other, which was great, but I didn't really feel like I had anything to add to that. It's like, yeah, they did a funny chat. I don't want to just do that. 
Yeah. And I started a Twitch show over the summer, just desperate for attention, but not really engaging with the Zoom stand-up gigs. I just didn't really feel that was my arena. I've come around to it because I've had to, because live gigs didn't come back as quickly as I wanted. So I had to get over <laughs> yeah. that hunt very quickly. But at the time, I was like, I really want attention. I don't want people to forget about me. What can I do that fits what I had the mental bandwidth to do? Because like stand-up is it's tiring like having that material stick into that structure it was an absolute joy to do live because there was a break in the day because I've got a day job my day job's PR and I loved because it's a very 24-hour full-on job and one thing I loved about comedy is you had to leave on time yeah and you had to be someone completely different yes so because I started comedy quite late so I'm like I'm 36 now but I started when I was 35 so I was an, an adult that all my friends did similar jobs. I lived in quite a small world. I thought I had quite a broad view, mainly because I'm like prolific on Twitter. But I lived in what felt what now I look back as quite a small world. And all the stuff that mattered to my friends and the people I was close to didn't matter at all <laughs> in open mic comedy. So it was like it was scary, but it was also quite liberating to just be the person that I wanted to be, to reintroduce mm. myself, to not be somebody who was shackled to my work phone checking emails at midnight. So it was my refuge. And then when we went into lockdown, it it wasn't that way anymore as much because it was the same laptop. I was using my work laptop for my work because I didn't own a laptop. (laughs) And then in the evening, (laughs) watching comedy on it. But I wanted something because I missed it. I missed the community. I missed the people. So I thought I'd come up with a really loose gimmicky game show, which was anecdote based. So the the idea was you see comedians and inadvertently you see comedians go on loads of different podcasts but somehow no matter what the chat is meant to be about everyone's got a conversational set piece so you find yourself sort of hearing <laughs> the same story told in 10 different ways and it's no one's fun I enjoy the story every time yeah, but yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted to encourage and I guess this is the same with this like I wanted to ask questions maybe they hadn't been asked before yeah right like you, so, I think it's interesting like how much so for yours you can't do any you can't do any homework right uh, for mine right. you sort of can because people do like it depends who you are but like some people come on they've not they're just like so sorry what is this mate yeah all right yeah i'm like come on man <laughs> but like other people like um i had uh Ola, the comedian who is one of my favorite artists and he like he like researched what he was going to do and he like listened to loads of back back material and was like and then he came in and his first like law that he created was really quite like specific and morally challenging and I was like okay well <laughs> I'm a hybrid of both I think I listen to, <laughs> yeah. to get a sense of it but um it's a good you know it's a fun format because it can go in very different ways yeah <laughs> and I wasn't sure who I wanted to be so I thought I've, I've got a broad idea of what it is but, all right um let's see where the conversation takes us because the thing is you've been you know you so you started comedy quite recently right um and you've but and since then you've become a, a a podcast leviathan I don't know I don't know if that's the right word for it you, you do a lot of podcasts uh that's <laughs> yeah um because if I get one new listener to Comedy Arcade from each podcast that I do, it's worth doing because the numbers are small at the start and it's yeah. harrowing. And that's one thing I say to people who, who want to get into podcasting. I'm like, if you've got any ego or if you've got any sense of um, your value to people and how much they want to hear what you've got to say, 
maybe consider hard whether you want to do podcasting. <laughs> well, I don't. If is everybody that... who likes my status when I said I was going to launch one listens to it every week, <laughs> yeah, I'd be a caster by now. But <laughs> oh, mate, I feel I just I've been meaning to listen to your. But look, to be honest, yeah. I, I don't I don't mind it. Like I don't have how many like. I only have the bandwidth for so many for so much content myself anyway and like I do is this is it's the it's the pandemic version of our oh, mate I'm, I've got to come see your show I'm like you don't gotta you come or don't you know <laughs> yeah don't say what you think I want to hear yeah, I yeah. say that the other day as well because like I get invited to a lot of open mic comedy on zoom <laughs> And I didn't go to a lot of open mic comedy. Well, I didn't go to any open mic comedy I wasn't on in the real world. So the idea of doing that in the digital world is if my mate's on and I want to support them, I'll go. But I've got very little desire to discover new talent at the start of their journey in well, the mental world that I'm living in. <laughs> I may be I may be pre-blacklisting myself from certain open mic gigs as soon as I return, but I've never been to an open mic gig just to go, fuck that shit. Why would it? Why would you, why would you, it's awful. No, no, it's no. Your gigs can be fine. But I, when I go to comedy gigs, I will purchase a ticket to a comedy club and or be given one by my many, many connected friends and attend yeah. one by like professional entertainers who I love and admire. And they're the reason I got into it in the first place. Like, I just, I just, I did. And like, like, God, yeah yeah like support each other but i'm not like i'll go to like i'll go to your preview i think that's my that's why i like i like previews that firstly they take an hour uh yeah i can do someone else afterwards uh it's just the person you want to see yeah 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 (laughs) i i actually really like previews um preview shows for the listeners are in the future when there are shows are when people take uh longer pieces to festivals and things like that they, they tend to run kind of smaller intimate gigs usually at best you can get friends to um unless you're a really big act in which case people go oh yeah sweet i can see jordan brooks for three pounds and then they go and like he's just reading stuff out of a notebook and they get really upset about it um but like otherwise i think it's really nice especially if it's someone that i know i'm gonna see the finished product i quite like just i'm a bit of a hip seller i like seeing an early preview and then being like seeing how it seeing how it all shakes out um we're sidetracking we're sidetracking we haven't even started this yeah you're a uh a performer a podcaster but of course the main thing is three years ago you were marooned on a desert island you brought with you a few of your favorite books and cds uh cds yeah i'm gonna say sure sure. yeah i feel like what it is right is that the desert island disc concept is a an analog concept for a digital world like no one you, you would obviously you can just fucking bring spotify now i don't like you could bring any music but you, you say that though but how would you play it how how would i be charging up my stuff like with a boombox i guess yeah. i could learn to conduct electricity i wouldn't i'm that's not my aptitude but i'd have a lot of time on my hands but no but if would, if would I have Wi-Fi? Would I be able to stream all those songs? Not immediately. No, so CDs are probably the most pragmatic way yeah. of being on a desert island with music. I reckon so. But to be fair, though, if like multiple competing islanders on your island learn to create electricity by like bashing rocks together or whatever, 
you would be able to offer at least one of them a competitive advantage by enhancing their reputation over the other. So, you know, there is, you do have your way in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so um, you, you went in and you have your music. But what, by the way, what would your Desert Island Discs be? Oh, um, I did something quite recently for a, a music magazine where you had to, it was a challenge where you had to pick 10 songs for a fantasy mm. album but the tracks all had to be in exactly the same place they were on the original albums that they were on, which was so hard because <laughs> I had immediately all the artists that I wanted, but yeah. the favourite track of them, a lot of them were on track seven. So some of my favourite bands didn't make it into this top 10. I've given people a really bad sense of mm. who I am as a listener because I had to find a number three that I felt represented me in some way. And number three was not a hot track, but <laughs> Gaslight Anthem made it on because basically I started with the band that I wanted on there the most. So, so all of their tracks are gone for me, but Gaslight Anthem made it on. Um, Dashboard Confessional, bit, bit emo. Mm, yeah, no, no, I'm already, I think I already know enough about you just from those two. <laughs> but it finished, I had Eurythmics, um, Thorn in My Side. Um, but yeah, I, I really diverse music taste. My parents were polar opposites in terms of the stuff they listened to. So I had a really rich background of what I was exposed to. My mum liked Dusty Springfield, 50s, 60s, Motown. My dad was more prog rock and quite poppy my dad listened to a lot of new stuff he still does like he's mm. gone to see bands that I haven't gone to see so he's quite a young in his mind he's quite a young man he's not in real life but see my mum <laughs> does that but like she listens to some bullshit as well like she my mum like my mum really so my mum's like I'll give you a, a good example right my mum's one of my fun mum my fun my mum my, my, my fun mum's <laughs> favourite records is like a late 90s classic uh garage record like original pirate material by the streets which you wouldn't think because she's some like lovely old lady but equally she like went to see travis live and i'm like come on <laughs> how do you square this <laughs> um yeah spotify do not know what to do with me i get about nine different daily mixes because they can't put the pieces together enough to consolidate yeah. them. and one of them's all comedy as well because there's loads of comedy oh yeah i love that i love my spotify comedy list mix because it's like 30 seconds of just like a track like completely context-free <laughs> bit from another comedy album just like this goes <laughs> yeah. and then it just turn and then you just you think you get into the end of the joke and then you just hear Hannibal, Hannibal Barres's voice going so penguins and you're like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like hang on how did I get from John Richardson's kitchen yeah. drawer to this <laughs> also they're all like they're mostly American and they're mostly like just fucking people I've never heard of so I've just like no but like do you, I feel like the American comedians have like a certain rhythm to how they talk. So sometimes I'm like, this isn't my, oh, it's too, yeah, right. It, I was just two separate people I was listening to, but they all, yeah. they all, they all either have that far, that like New York. So like, uh, so my, my uncle is awesome. My uncle is awesome. My, where they like repeat or they do that. So I was walking with my sister and i said to her and you're like <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah i am correct in this observation 
listeners who may not have heard this. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was very impressed it was bang on. But I'm yeah. as likely to have comedy shows in my albums if I if I was doing a Desert Island disc as I would music because I listen to them in the same way, in the same ah. crazy, obsessive way, looking for new notes in them, new nuance. That's, yeah, it's should, a strange uh... quirk. What so what let's 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 boil let's let's get you down to three albums or things that you would include. That's too hard. That well, too you hard. know, you've that's mis- the game. You've misled me. Oh, no, this is about dictatorship, not music. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. By the way, I recommend if you uh, if you've listened to it or not, I would recommend Kyle Canane's comedy album Whiskey Icarus. Uh, okay. one of my favorite ever comedy albums so actually all of his are on uh, quite a few of his are on spotify uh and he has like he has Im- t- i don't know how else to describe it but he has one of the best turns of phrase of any comedian i've ever heard i think um i know that you i know that you have uh tom tuck on your podcast quite a lot um and yeah. i like they're not they're not he is a huge fan of his and they're not like similar acts but you'll see what i mean uh all right interesting yeah tom tuck is i can't imagine another person like tom tuck so i'm interested to he's not like him in any way but like yeah there's like a there's 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 a sort of somewhere yeah there's a like loquaciousness to him that i think is like got a similar i don't know like a similar thing to it anyway so you're on your island you've ruled it fast forward three years you now rule the island with an iron fist. Firstly, thank you for allowing me to come interview you. Um, uh, thank you for letting me on your island. How how should I address you? Um, yeah, you know, just your highness is fine. I'm just just, just yeah. <laughs> straight away. You're just like no, no. no. By the way, uh, other comedians when when told to, when told that they can be majestic, I'm just going, I'll just be like James or whatever. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> Like, your Why high- would you? Your highness at minimum. That's, yeah. I've spent three years building this up from scratch. I yeah. would like to be shown respect. I mean, we might graduate on to first name basis if we get on. I yeah. might be open to that, but I don't want to start with that. You know, I think I need think, to establish myself. Your highness, your highness, yeah. thank you for welcoming me onto your island. What would you, what, what, what is this, what is this glorious land named? See, this is this. I couldn't decide if I wanted to name it something like nice and meaningful and a bit <laughs> like mythical, you know, like something Studio Ghibli would, would call it an island. Or if I just wanted to go really crass and be like, yeah, it's the Isle of Vix. The Isle and of also, Vix. <laughs> also, if you pronounce it, it sounds like you say, you're say you saying I love Vix. And as an egotist, that really, like, so when people are like chanting for my football team and they're like, I love Vix. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be yeah. like, yeah, you do. Because I'm the best queen you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> this is going really, to, yeah. It's going to really, co- yeah, this is going to really cause problems when it comes to the succession, isn't it? <laughs> you've got to have someone who, <laughs> whose name fits in exactly to the chart. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it. I love anyone. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I love, I love Jacob. I love Jacob. See, it works for everyone. It's, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good trick. It's a good, and this also it would be. It, it's a nice name. Uh, I'll be honest. I would say that of the various Welsh pioneers who've gone off to find to find new lands, you've always got the floor. 
in Wales. Like you can <laughs> never be worse than New South Wales. I think that's the <laughs> of all the <laughs> of all the explorers who go out. I think you can like whatever name you come up with, it's always going to be better than that. Like yeah, <laughs> what is this place? This this vast arid desert we've discovered on the other side of the world. New South Wales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just like, yeah, going go to Vex. Nice. But the areas will probably be a little bit more creative and a little bit more mm. as you might play them in Dungeons and Dragons, for example. <laughs> <laughs> or on a terrible Netflix Christmas special. <laughs> um, I, I understand that as, as ruler of the island, you have instituted a number of laws which some may see as controversial, others may see as just benevolent. And what I'd like you to do is tell the world a little bit about your land and talk to me about a few of these rules. Well, one thing that I noticed in the old world that I was living in is that everyone was getting more and more vain. So the first thing, and it was something something a very wise woman spoke about at a panel that I was at. The wise woman is Claudia Winkleman. Uh, <laughs> 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 we now worship like a god. <laughs> but she said this thing that her family never had mirrors in the house. They didn't want them to be too fixated on their appearance. And I kind of like that. So I think no mirrors. Let okay. everybody get to know each other without worrying too much what what they look like. And like you can't compare yourself against others, like if you don't know what you look like. Yeah. And if you look in like the river or the sea, it's all in like nice soft focus, isn't it? So maybe we'll all be less um less vain and full of ourselves if we have to if we don't, if we're not fixated on that vision ourselves. Yeah. No dates immediately by late. Like I think it will ruin any kind of riverside walk when you're on a date. None of that. That'll immediately become I just you don't want to accidentally look in the water, catch a glimpse of yourself and think like, oh no. Lose oh confidence God. immediately. He's a, he's a three and I'm a ten. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be interesting, wouldn't it? If you could, if there yeah. was no like hierarchy of beauty, I wonder how that would work. Uh like, I would, I would lose all of my skill. No, uh, I would. <laughs> I don't. I think it's interesting because so we do like we do comedy, and you think that I think you would think that comedy is one of the few arts that's the sort of last reserve of like sort of dorks and nerds and things. But I honestly think that one of the one of the sort of things that's not great that's happened recently is the because the industry such as there is. I think probably because honestly the live circuit you know makes less money now the industry such as there is uh, uh, to be honest for the most part in and again this might not be true but this is my assessment of it are more interested at the moment in finding basically like people who can be television presenters and personable tv presenters who will be you know they're not going to look like some like oiled up love island contestant but they're going to be at least what i would call like adorkable you know they're like pleasant yeah. enough young and pleasant enough to look at that they can sort of be sort of dorky and fun next to like the like reality star that they're going to put them next to in like a in a panel show or whatever and it's it is kind of like it is a bit sad to see comedy becoming like that where it's just like the that kind of like because in my like so to me everyone that i think is actually funny is like a, about 40 plus and like quite weird you know like yeah. 
Like, I, I just feel like like people who are young, people who don't get me wrong, like people who are young, people I know off the open mic circuit, some of their stuff is hilarious, but like, like properly funny people are people who are just fucking like, they've got like bodies, you know, they've got like, there's some like blitz, some like, some like dark, yeah. this sort of darkness that can only, unless your like parents were murdered in front of you and you became like Batman, like unless some shit like that happened to you very young, like this sort of darkness, the tragedy accumulated over like years of, of like the like back breaking bleakness of adult life is what you need to like, to be like properly funny, to be like the yeah. sort of funny where you like you lose control. And like, so it does, it is a bit of a shame to see comedy sort of acquire a bit of that. And I would like there to be less. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's just a sad consequence of who we are as people these days. Yeah. I guess it's so you, you can have people who are funny, naturally funny, but they might not be so marketable to a mass audience, or you can have someone who is charming who has a team of writers behind them that you can sell to the masses. So it's a conundrum, isn't it? Because you can see you can see where production companies are coming from, from a business point of view, when they make these decisions. It doesn't make yeah. it nice. It doesn't make it fair. And it doesn't add anything to the discovery of really cool new talent. But I think as I've worked in PR for so long, I can see the dilemma with yes. them when they're choosing who to put on. Because they they want something that's got the best chance of selling that's got the most people are going to watch yeah. it so they're not playing to people like us who want a well-constructed joke and like a really sharp wit they're playing to us but they'd also ideally like it if people who watch love islands also wanted to watch that yes. and understand it and relate to it so they're picking generic relatable people that tick as many boxes as they can and yeah it's there's a loss and considering there's more channels than there's ever been you can it it's strange that the field is narrowing to success when there's so much more opportunity in theory but in theory but i think that um so i think that in like so a good example of this is uh there's a comedian from liverpool called adam rowe who supported bill burr a few years ago and like he's been on tv a few times but like that there's a whole set of of acts who are up there and when you go up there if you go i say up there like liverpool is like two hours on the train away we're not like this isn't america like it's not this isn't like new york to la it's like two hours on the train it's no distance like the uk is surprisingly parochial place like we really don't go outside of like the play the one place which is london if you go to liverpool like everyone in the fucking northwest knows those guys everyone in the north like there's the like there's like a sort of couple of the clubs like hot water and who they're sort of like the sort of people who are sort of involved around there and a few other places the people who are regulars on there like everyone in the northwest knows exactly who they are they love them they will like do their own they'll do their own shows like they do shows in clubs up there and just on their own and just sell out like you know five six thousand seats and yet there's no there's no industry interest in them whatsoever, no. which I find. I no, do you know what the problem is? I actually do understand why. It's just I just don't like it. It's I think that's what it. That's yeah. that's what it is, right? Like I know I, I understand exactly what the problem is. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't like it. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what about this? And they're like, we, we just want to make money, dude. I'm like, sorry. Because yeah, like South Wales is the same. Because I I run a night at home now because I yeah. initially wanted to go home and do comedy for all my friends and family that have been following my journey, as it yeah. were. And um, 
the talent down there is extraordinary. Yeah, Jordan Brooks is from Wales originally, isn't he? Um, Didn't he, he start, start in, in Wales? He lived in Cardiff, yeah, so he started his comedy in Cardiff. And there's a really rich scene, but it's completely sealed off. Because I didn't yeah. see any of these people outside of Wales before I went home. And now I'm like, I'm going to bring them up. I'm going to bring them to London with me. <laughs> Let's open up the M4 because I'm just, it is just seven degrees in circles. There's, it's so, a shame. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a few kind of scenes within the country that I wish were more. Because a lot of them, are, even so, even like I really love a lot of the alternative comedy that goes on in London. But there is, I, I think even they would admit that it's very like theatre kitty, you know, yeah. like most of them are quite well off most of them went to like Gollier and stuff like that and you know they're all great but like there is a sort of alternative to that which is pretty much all in like Sheffield and Manchester and that and it's properly fucking weird and like there are there have been successes from that like uh, like Kerry is the biggest one uh Kerry Pritchard McLean uh yeah. and like a few others who like came but they obviously they had to like come those had those got people had to like come to the south to do that um anyway is what it is is what yeah. it is. Not, not you... on my island. Yeah, not, not, on, my not, island. Your, not on your damn <laughs> island. Uh, so again, got sidetracked. Uh, I'm going to sidetrack you again. Uh, where is Merthyr Tidville? In South Wales. So Sick. it's about half hour from Cardiff. Okay. Why? No, I, I have a reason for bringing this up. Uh, and it's because what I want to do is impress on you that I'm in fact secretly Welsh. But okay. Really. Uh, yeah. I will hear your argument. Uh, well, I I will both hit I will both put my argument out there, and then also demolish my own argument. And the reason I'll do this is to you irritate. haven't you haven't heard the punishment um, that we meet out on the island for fake Welsh people. Oh, sick. So yes, yes, yes. Wanna... yes. Yeah, so... But what I'll do first is I'll send my father to that island who insists okay. that is who insists on his Welsh ancestry, uh, mostly for Six Nations. We regions. take a dim view of yeah, yeah, a yeah, Welsh yeah, yeah. person. Like, Fume, like uh, absolutely, honestly, love it when Wales get beaten by England. Uh, mostly to an to irritate him because I'm just like you should just just embrace the Anglo man. Just <laughs> just be a con <laughs> be one of the be one of the conquerors. Uh, no, well, the reason I, is well, I'm, my dad's English. Um, he's from Hertfordshire, so ah. I could yeah, I, well, I, I, I could I could. I could basically claim both wins that he, I consider myself Welsh because I was born in Wales. So. He believes that he is Welsh because his mum is from Wales uh, and his grandparents are Welsh. Uh, even though his mum moved to England and his father is not from, from Wales, he believes that he is on the basis that not only is our grandfather Welsh, his, my great-granddad and his granddad's Welsh, but his granddad was a Welsh MP who was no who was C, uh, who was the uh, MP for Caerphilly, and he was the he's was a Labour Party MP uh, in the 1920s, and as soon as one of the fathers of Welsh devolution, and I was like, Dad, if you like Welsh yeah. devolution so much, mate, you should have stayed in Caerphilly. So that's yeah. the... or you know, move to a bigger city by all means, but don't <laughs> abandon us. Yeah. <laughs> We got invited there. Uh, we got invited there by the Welsh Parliament because they put a little uh, they put a little park up for him. And oh, like, that's really cute. Yeah, it's a park. It's a, it's a park. It's a nice park. It's a very ordinary park. In an a, <laughs> like, I don't like. Do you? Um, uh, Merthyr Tilbury was that's where where my grand's from. But like in Caerphilly is like it's a very 
Kavili is uh, to listeners is like an astonishingly ordinary town. Like it's just like I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's not. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like it's a town, right? Like if it's you not imagine, a it does, it does. But like the, the town bit, bad. right? We, the town <laughs> bit, which is where the park is. Imagine a town. You're imagining that it's got Smiths, okay. it's got boots, got you know, well, got did. yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't know then, what's happened post lockdown. Yeah, who knows? Know who knows? Uh, and there's a little park, and it's got his name on it. And uh, I, uh, I went, and I was like, "All right," and I got the train back. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, what would be my punishment on your island for claiming Welsh ancestry? Well, I don't know. I think you've made a good argument for it. I might let you in. It depends if uh, I'll take the approach of like, can you add value to my heritage? Yeah. Are you successful enough that I want to claim you? Ah, uh, yes. Basically, it's the Mark Watson defense. Like, yes, we'll yep. take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> he, amped the, he amped the accent up a little bit back at the start, but we're willing to forgive it because we aren't offering the world a lot else. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the thing is in Wales, there's like. How many people live? I don't know. There's like four million. Is that right? No, that's that's way more than that's... there are. That's the population of like that's more than live in Scotland. I don't know, but like <laughs> I don't know. They use the size of Wales as a unit of measurement all the time, don't they? A rainforest the size of Wales, a floodplain yeah. the size of Wales. And I'm like, so, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that yeah. is. But... <laughs> There's no concept of what it is. Yeah, show me on a map. I'm I'm, I'm gonna have to Google it now, but. Um... Welsh yeah. pot. We'll we'll edit this bit out where we're just googling stuff. We'll make ourselves look a lot um, smarter. Three three million. That is. Wales. That's so all right. Bad. It's not too bad. That no. Is not that's not that much smaller than Scotland. You guys should Plaid should be better. That's the. <laughs> We've got a lot of green space where no one's living though. The yeah, Wi-Fi yeah. in those areas is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so no one wants to live there because it's poorly connected. <laughs> um. But you, My the world... island would be very well connected. Yeah, I'm like working on that infrastructure straight <laughs> off the bat. That is what I want. I want connected cities. I want them to make sense in like basically look at the whole island in like a Roman way. <laughs> Day one, so, food. Yeah. Day two, infrastructure. That's. <laughs> I don't know how connected I'd want to be to the rest of the world either. I was like, it's quite hard yeah. to make a decision because as soon as people know about the outside, then yes. those influences bleed in. And I don't know if I want that. I'm creating a pure and special little it's, community of people. But then you, that's also like, that's not okay either, is it? Like that's well, like that film, The Village by Emperor. <laughs> We're all in our bonnets. Yeah, plot twist. <laughs> Living plot, off the land. <laughs> plot, plot twist, your island's just off the M4. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little part of Wales. I've, I've carved a moat yeah, so I don't know how accessible I'd want us to be. Like, you know, am I more of like, am I Moana or am I Moana's dad? What do I want? Do I want us to just be safe on our own? Do I want us to be out there? Do It's tough. I, I wouldn't mind. It's tough being a queen. I'm going to have to, I think I'd employ people who had a better sense of it than me. I'd probably appoint yeah. advisors. You, I'd, you, acknowledge yeah. that I'd, I'd acknowledge what I didn't know and get experts in. You got. You can have your grand council. You just got to make sure that they don't overthrow you by playing them off against each other. You know, court politics, like court yeah. politics. Tell each of the them crown. that they're the yeah. only one I trust. Like, yeah, you're exactly. My You're the only one I trust. I need you 
to keep an eye on everybody else and I'd tell them that all the others had been like talking about them specifically but as I was you know as they were my favorite I knew they weren't like that so everyone would fear each other classic court intrigue yeah (laughs) um... because if they wanted that kind of power they shouldn't have it so they'd be wrong'uns unfortunately my advisors would probably be wrong'uns because the people that want that level of responsibility are the ones that really shouldn't have it as proven by well all of our government so (laughs) yes and indeed you right now (laughs) you're authoritarian yeah (laughs) oh but people i i more carrot than stick i think yeah yeah i reckon that's what i'd like to think i'd like to people to do it or to do things because they think that they want to even if they don't even if it's being persuasion i'd like them to feel like they want to nudge them into it you know yeah um speaking of no capital punishment or anything that no just a, I think I'd just ask them to leave. I think exile would be like my worst punishment. But if they're having such a shitty time, they won't mind getting off the islands, will they? So. Yeah, mate. If you don't like the language, just yeah. leave, mate. Yeah, that's they what it is. Get like. Fuck off. Yeah, there's the boat. Bye. I'm going to record a bit of that and just put that as the clip out. And then people are just going to have to guess <laughs> whether you're talking about your own island or Britain. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> Don't wild. like it, mate. Yeah. Just leave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, complaining about paying to get in. Like, fuck off then. Don't come in. We don't want you. Like, <laughs> it's, four, it's four quid. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, so I understand that you have a second rule that you would like to implement. Uh, or yeah, did we even do the I, first? I don't, yeah, I don't the, first, the first rule first was about reflected surfaces. It was a bit of yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of an, that's more of an ethics built yeah, the yeah. islands and a rule because if people want to look at themselves they can i guess i can't yeah, stop them right, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to police that but as you I say as you were saying that. about like nudging people in stuff rather than being like don't yeah. do it simply don't have reflective services so they're not incentivized to do it that's the you know yeah I don't not the to, that's the only way if they're, if they're curious yeah. they want to look you know that's fine but um yeah, it's it's it, it, these rules were hard to come up with because, like I said, I don't know if I want to protect the integrity of my island and not have them mix with other people that might upset them or ruin their lovely, innocent worldview, or if I would want to make sure I had the best people on the island and then that would be operating some mm. kind of exchange scheme or I sent some of my people away to experience life and then got some new people in who are interested in coming to join a a, a better way of living. And there'd be good PR for my island, obviously, because back in the old days, I I did PR and marketing. So (laughs) I'd make it look like a really compelling proposition because we need the bright, we need bright minds. So it's whether I would exchange some of my people to maybe go and make the world a nicer place with their different point of view, or if I just keep all my people and ship people in and then keep the ones that are good. Yeah, or so hope the f- to like beguile them into staying. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I think the problem is you said that, and it sounded really good, but it does. Uh, it did really sound a little bit like uh, it's a bit the- colonial. <laughs> So that is interesting, but it also sounds a little bit like the plot of the film Midsummer, except from the point of view of the cultists. Like they sort yeah. of go out into the world and ensnare people and bring them in, and then yeah. they persuade them via ritual. I imagine you would not use the methods of the cultists from Midsummer to attempt to persuade no, anyone to not, stay. Not murdery rituals. I not murder. Britain, no. 
I'd let them just return to their lives. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd want them to, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I'd enjoy the sport of getting people to stay because you've got to keep yourself interested. I mean, I assume I'd be quite wealthy, but I'd still want to work. I'd be like those lottery winners that are like, oh, I'm bored now working at McDonald's. So, I, you know, I'd have to play my own little sim-style, yeah. like, games with people, social engineering and chemistry to see. So, yeah, I think it would be a good sport to to get people to stay to really build up the assets on the island and and keep it diverse and interesting and stop everyone being small-minded and inbred yeah i mean <laughs> you know to get new people in <laughs> right literally new blood <laughs> don't want to don't want to I, I don't want to you know i'm not a pr professional don't want to don't want to tell you how to do your job right avoid the phrase breeding stock when referring okay. to people coming into the island just just a little tip there just a little tip that i you know thought of just a little pr tip there probably yeah, they'll no, they'll object to that fair. probably need to bring them in know. under but that's not what that's not what anybody has to be for because that's something i feel quite strongly about because i am of an age well i'm slight i'm slightly north of the age now where people are constantly bulldozing me about when i want to have a baby because that's not something that i'm interested in at yeah all. right so i'd want that to be like men and women can that will be intrinsically again not so much in the law but in the culture so if men yeah. want to bring up babies together if, if women don't want babies that's fine like family units i wouldn't be forceful about it if people want to be poly if they want to live in like units or little tiny kibbutzes of of like mutual friendship that would be fine like i'd rip up the rule book on what the conventional family looks like because it, it looks very different for a lot of people <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, back when I was single, the idea of like me and three mates that were living in a little mm. like terrace together sounds really fun. And I would happily bring up my like help to bring up a French child who was living next door, for example, so I could close my front door on it. But I'd happily be part of like raising a child yeah. in a more meaningful way if I didn't have to keep it. All the As time. they say, it takes a village. <laughs> Uh, exactly and that would be true of the isle of vix <laughs> yeah that's very that's it'd be, more, it'd be more of a community affair it's um, really yeah. really lovely uh <laughs> i think it's lovely a... and savage in equal parts like i did give this some thought but it really it's not come out as a cohesive plan at all so it'd definitely be... <laughs> i think it's worse that i tried to prepare and this is the best i could do than if i was completely improving it <laughs> I think it's I th I think you're underselling it. I think it's, it sounds great, but <laughs> um, yeah, and it's um, yeah. I don't know if I'd like have a language either. <laughs> oh, that could be quite fun. Do you have a secret language, or like Maybe. do you have one? Would you have one like well, like do you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to make the Welsh joke. Do you have one like Welsh? The little secret one you all have that you all just start talking as soon as you realise I'm not from there. Is that the <laughs> That's, that doesn't happen i know it doesn't i know it's really it's really <laughs> funny because like I know. <laughs> firstly like not that many people speak welsh secondly like why would they do that because like the thing is right obviously if someone did that like obviously they're talking about you like there's no like either they because like so it's just like you're not hiding what you're saying uh, just you just like just I suppose if, if it's somebody's if like you can kind of see the argument for it because if it is your first language and it's what you speak at home yeah. why should you amend yeah to appease other people who haven't learned it like they are welsh speak speakers 
living in Wales. So if they were like Welsh speakers in Scotland doing that, you'd be like, yeah, they're trying to start a secret cult. But it's, <laughs> it is a very English or British thing, isn't it, to expect everybody to adapt to you? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, that's why we loud conquered the world. Slow. Uh... <laughs> loud and slow. Like, if I say it loud enough and slow enough, they will somehow understand me by osmosis. Like we're we're not big language people. We don't bother because we just expect everybody else to. Because I went to when I went to Budapest, um, there was not a lot of um, people willing to appease my lack of understanding. And so for the first few days, we had to eat in places where we could point to a picture, which was um, a, a what yeah. was it, a teachable moment. <laughs> Quite a lot of people there speak English now, I think. But like they, I know that there's like there's a real generation divide because there's people who a lot of older people's second language there is Russian uh, and then they're like they're but younger people's second language is English and like it's not like I find I find that I'm very self-conscious of the fact that that as a British person I can't really speak other languages uh, but yeah, also same. not self-conscious enough to actually learn I think that's the that's the it, that's where I'm at you've summed that right up <laughs> <laughs> Like, just... but yeah, and I'm like blown away by like because I've got friends who are like my German friend Alex. It not only speaks English, but he speaks it with nuance, and yes. he's got the right comedy timing. He's brilliant at it. It's when it's written because he sends me voice notes on WhatsApp because sometimes he's too tired to type the words. Yeah, but his you would never know you were speaking to somebody. He, he picks up all the like the vocal references. It's stunning. And I wish I had the aptitude for it, but I just don't have the patience. I'm, well, you, I'm not that person. I don't have that kind of brain. <laughs> German people, to be fair as well, like German is a general rule. People from Germany's standard of English is very good. Um, better than I think other European countries. And like to the point where, and also I don't know whether it's cultural, but they have like zero patience with you speaking their language. Like that's what I found. I've been to Germany a few times yeah. and like I actually did a bit of German at school. So I know enough to do like order a drink or... yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it's actually quite hard because the second you they, they've got like no patience with you getting it wrong so the second you start like stumbling which you do they'll just be like just talk English to me man I'm like no 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 let <laughs> How me will I learn? yeah let me try and they're just like and they'll just be like it's too late for you <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> yeah <laughs> right, let's very, get this yeah <laughs> So yeah, there's, um, we'd have a conversation definitely on my island about whether or not we'd we'd have a language. I think we'd all have to agree it together. So I wouldn't impose a language on people. So I guess you can't just do that, can you? You can't. No, go, well, we're not going to speak your thing today. <laughs> can't attempt it, but I, I don't know that they succeed. <laughs> um, do you know they have like a they are, you know they have like a council of people who exist called called and i'm not joking the immortals and they exist and like if you want to introduce a new word to french they have to like decide whether it's allowed wow yeah. <laughs> i feel like there are some people on twitter that like to do that for english but they're not <laughs> well that, i mean see the the other side of thing of english of no one of english people not really speaking any other languages english is is almost it's like a sort of is more is like a language absorber like we kind of just we do we see a word we have it you know yeah so is our language buffet yep I'll yeah. have, a bit have, a, have that <laughs> uh. <laughs> i'd probably want to be more ethical towards animals as well because that's another thing like i've reached mm. an age and a level of wokeness um 
<laughs> against my will where I do not feel good about eating meat anymore in the way right. that I do so I'd buy a lot of high welfare stuff like that somehow makes it better but I think if I had a chance to start over I wish I'd started as like a vegetarian rather mm. than try and break old habits so I might try and implement some of that on the islands make us a bit more veg based a little bit little bit of so I mean obviously you got the um you do have the wide open where are your food sources I'm gonna say you got the wide open sea but if you want to try and avoid that as much as possible you're gonna be doing some doing some doing some subsistence farming yeah. like I get I guess mangoes get a lot of mangoes in tropical yeah. islands they're great delicious yeah I mean what if my island's like off Scotland like you said you, there's no saying it's true <laughs> true shitty weather all the time that would be just my luck (laughs) to wash up somewhere (laughs) but yeah i think vegetables and farming and a real respect for farmers um okay what they do yeah i'd like that i'd like there's there are some things that i could you know i'd like to correct (laughs) but everyone i bet i bet everybody starts with the best of intentions and then it just gets corrupted because all the power goes to your head so well it's just like when I started my comedy night. Honestly, you, you want the best, and then it all goes to shit, and it's no one's fault. It's just, it's just how the world is. <laughs> oh, it just is, though, isn't it? Like you, yeah. so even even little things like it's just all it is is that all it is is when if you have responsibility for anything, like the level that you have to put into it versus the level that everyone else has to put into it, like the balance is insane. And like so, and I think I don't know, I don't know about like left or right wing, but the one. I'd say the one like right wing opinion I have is about like oh people who own businesses and stuff. And when people are like, yeah, but why when they do this, I'm like, you have no idea what goes into making these things happen. Yeah. Like just getting anything off the ground is so hard. And the level of risk that you take on to make some and the the amount that you have to like pour yourself into it. Even a small thing like yeah. like a like weekly comedy night to like make you've got not and like the second like someone comes along and just goes yeah about it you're like why don't you fuck yourself man like, and it, like <laughs> obviously you, you don't you have to like scale it back but you can see how you just yeah. you can see how if anything's successful you like immediately get drunk off the power of it because and because like, no one expects you to succeed either when you yes. start a new thing in comedy the, yes. the bar is quite low to be successful but still people don't expect you to meet it and it's so yeah. competitive yeah, you don't well, necessarily feel like everyone's willing your night on to be an absolute smasher. I love though... your comedians. I love your comedians. Yeah. You're all snakes. That's like, <laughs> you're not. But, Most but of you same, are lovely. We're just, we're, just, but... we're just all humans, though, aren't we? It's just. Yeah, of course. It's what it is. Like, of course it is. Like, of course, someone, like, when someone goes, oh, I'm going to start a night, I'm like, all right, great, mate. And then when I see that they're getting, like, loads of audience in, I'm like, oh, cool. Do you remember when we, like, did this gig together? Why don't I have a spot at your night? And I'm like, it's very transparent when people are doing it to you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it doesn't it it's just the way people are Stop and you, you doing can't it. it's just a, yeah <laughs> it's a circle of life and then you get people who message you and they're like your night's doing well how can my night be do well and it's like i don't know <laughs> can i pick your brain about this no but i did also ask other people when i was getting mine started so i'm obliged to it's uh yeah it's always different mm. when it's you isn't it because you're the main character of your own story yes so actually i'm the main character of this. i, I want to make it very yeah. clear that i'm the main character no <laughs> but you, can, you can rationalize uh, away yes. your own behaviors yeah of course in your head of course for, like because there are all these contextual factors that people don't know but we're all doing that yeah and that's the trouble <laughs> we, we cannot we can only control our own experiences but it's, yeah. yeah it's 
it's a funny old industry to choose to be in I think though I I do think that I think that the thing that I am personally and this is this is the a, a drum that I will bang especially because it's something that I've personally like fallen short of and I think people should be not afraid to ask for stuff yeah. and they should be and a lot of people are very kind of smarmy and gatekeepery about it. And what they do is they they don't really often they don't like outright say that like basically it's a closed shop and we don't want you in it. But what they will do is try and make it sound like it's kind of cringe to you know be enthusiastic and like yeah. come up. But the actual but the actual reality is, and again, like I've fallen short of this, and by not going and asking for things, is that thousands of people want to do this, yeah. and. The reality is, and you you kind of learn this when I guess you you will have found it. I, I don't know if actually I don't know if my experience is the same as yours when you're organising something, and maybe you could tell me if it's different. But the reality is, so many people go like message you occasionally and things like that, asking for things or wanting to do, that. You it all kind of becomes just a sort of nitty and like so unless someone is like quite in your face about it, you often don't. It's not that you're like. Tr- like going out your way to ignore people but you don't unless no. people are like quite in your face or like recent you, you don't really yeah. register that they're that it's happens so no. I think if anything I feel quite guilty for the people that I don't get around to because I take on yeah as yeah a right yeah and then of course one thing might be just the last thing that I and I and sometimes I'm terrible for wanting to help people so I say yes and then it's an albatross but it's an albatross that I've created yeah. people don't mind hearing no either and I think I'm as bad to say no to helping people as people are for asking for help and then you you don't help the situation like with that kind of transaction because people don't yes. want to chase you and then it creates a bit of stress on both sides so it is honestly I think it's honestly better to say I think it's honestly better to say no to someone than yeah. it is to either a ignore them or b say yes and then mean not well. do it yeah because it's, it's like both ways I think people think that there there's like emotional energy that they're but actually it's way better because not I don't think anyone will ever like actually well some people are weirdos but like very few people are actually that upset if you say no to them it's more just like I asked they said sorry I don't have time I move guess on that's right the rule like we, that's, the, that's the rule we could all agree to live by don't be afraid yes. to ask but don't be yes. don't be offended if someone says no and I think if we yeah. all signed up to those rules then when you've got the space and time to help people you can yeah but if you haven't then it's not it's yeah it's not offensive because sometimes you just don't sometimes you're just too tired <laughs> <laughs> and it's people that think they've got a right to your time as well and it's always the people that you don't you've never heard of before or you've never spoken to that come in swing in like oh you're gonna take i'm gonna take you for a coffee you're gonna tell me all your secrets it's like i'm sorry no i'm not yeah like, no no no. but you are gonna tell me your <laughs> secrets though right like i, I, uh, I mean, why do you think i brought you here no 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 <laughs> <laughs> this has been an absolute joy though yeah um we, anyway, i tell you what it's always nice to chat to other comedy enthusiasts it's uh, you need to finish up in a few minutes don't you so I do do you have anything in closing that you'd like to tell us about your island before we before we sign off? Um, it's a, well, it would be a, it's a real community feel. Like yeah. I do, I'm, it's not in any way, I'm not, I'm the ruler, don't get me wrong, because I think you need <laughs> rules. <laughs> but I like, I would like to think it was like very collaborative and that would be the kind of vibe I'd want, I think. Awesome. You need, you need a direction, you need leadership. I've worked in enough startups to know that. 
you can't everybody can't have a say because it's a mess the bigger it grows the harder it is for the people that had a say when it was eight people to not have a say when it's 100 so that is a bad vibe to start with so you need mm-hmm. to start with somebody in charge maybe it wouldn't even be me i i still like the crown and all the the trappings and the parades but day yeah. to day after a while const- sick yeah. of that after a few months after a while, straight up, constitutional monarchy, like the like like Queen Liz, you know, you go, you snap the tapes, you do the ceremonies, like the Council of Elders rules it or something. You know, that's the PR. The, I like yeah. the PR of it. Um, I'm playing a firm Dungeons and Dragons as well to know like power corrupts. So <laughs> But yeah, it, I think it'd be a good place. I, I'd like to visit. I too would like to visit. So hopefully I you'll have you. Thank you very much. There it is, another episode of Desert Island Dictator. Uh, this week we had the amazing Vic Slayton. Please do check out her podcast. That is the Comedy Arcade. Um, I'm really enjoying listening to it. It's, I tell you what, it's a lot more competently produced than this podcast, but. Um, She's a competent person. I don't know what else to say. I yeah, I really really enjoyed it, and uh, I've got a couple of absolutely cracking episodes coming up. Uh, a couple of comics, uh, and then also uh, hopefully, uh, I, yeah, will I will I promise this and then not deliver it? See, I'm gonna say maybe. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to promise it. Uh, we've got a couple of comics, and we also have a scientist coming on, uh, which is very exciting for me an idiot that's not true i understand science up to some a level so there you go i may be able i, I looked at their uh, phd i understood some of the words but none of the context so i'm very excited to talk to them and i've a couple of journalists coming on too which is really great uh please keep listening thank you very much